Welcome to the Five Stones Podcast. I am BJ Stagner. We invite you to join us each episode as we focus on encouraging words and thoughts to improve your day, conquer your giants, and build your faith from the Word of God. But I want to talk to you about belief, about believing. What, is, what does it mean? I mean, the word believe is defined as to, to accept that something is true, especially without proof. That's what belief is. Belief is not a hope. It's not a wish. It is accepting something as fact. And, and we read about that in John chapter 12, which gives the, uh, the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. And the Lord began to prophesy about his death and how he would rise from the day, grave and how he died for, uh, for the lost. And, and he died for the sins of the world and he paid the ultimate price. And so we see that and we understand that as we study that in John chapter 12. And we're not going to go to John, necessarily John chapter 12 now this morning but i want us to understand that he he simply told them while the light was with them believe in the light now jesus christ was the light uh those that are saved have the light with inside of them and we are to walk in the light which we are to walk in christ so everything on that day was working according to the plan that jesus christ had designed it was his purpose his plan through his power uh, which would be revealed that very day to the people now, guys, I want you to understand, if you're taking notes, if you're looking at this or watching this at home or listening to it at home, uh, you know, you can take notes. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going to you know, spend a whole lot of time on everything in, in great detail. Um, but I want us to understand that, that the, the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ of coming to this earth was to seek and to save that which is lost. That's Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. That, that's his purpose, Okay. His plan, we find in John chapter 11, verses 14 and 15, and it says, and, and then said Jesus unto them, plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that, that I was not there, uh, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. And he's speaking to his apostles, and, and he's speaking to, uh, to them, telling them, look, you know, hey, uh, they got the news that Lazarus is dead, and he tarried yet a few days, and uh, then he went on. And the whole purpose of that, well, they were confused when they heard that Lazarus sleepeth, all right, and that's a, that's a word that, that is many times used interchangeably um, in the scripture. It's used interchangeably with, uh, with dead or somebody who has died, he that sleepeth. And so when we begin to stop and we begin to look and see what was going on, he was establishing the point of belief to, for them to believe on in who he, uh, who he is and who uh, he was and what he was going to do. And so, you know, we find his power, okay? So his purpose was to seek and to save that which is lost. His plan was so they may believe, okay? And then the power of Jesus Christ in John 12, we see he says in verse 43, Lazarus come forth, and he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus said to him, loose him and let him go. Lazarus was brought forth from the dead. I've always said that had the Lord Jesus Christ not specified Lazarus, everyone in the grave would have risen that day. So guys, what I want us to look at is I want us to hinge on the idea of believing, what it requires to believe and how and why we should believe. We find the same principle this day that that, uh, that that many didn't believe, even though they saw the miracles and they saw the things that Jesus did, they still didn't believe in who and what he was and what he was going to do. And the reason he did these things under this dichotomy uh, was so that they would believe. The reason we have the Holy Scriptures today, the reason, is so that you and I may believe. 
Now, I know that there, there are those out there in the world today who will scream from the pulpit that it's more than belief. It's, it takes more to, than to believe. And, 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 and whereas I understand what they're saying, uh, we have to be mightily careful when we start adding things to believing on Jesus Christ. No one, and I repeat, no one should ever allow their own opinions, their own positions, their own preferences, um, or for that matter, their own agendas to override the authority of the Holy Scripture. There is no greater authority than the preserved, purified Word of God. And you've got to get, if, otherwise, what are you basing your belief on? What, what are you basing your belief on? That you were chosen? Chosen, frozen? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever. Whoever believes on Jesus Christ, whoever puts their faith and trust in him, will have everlasting life, shall not perish. It, it is that simple. You say, oh, I can't be that simple. It is that simple today. It, it, it really and truly is. So when we look at what belief is, is is uh, fortified in i mean mark chapter 5 verse 36 as soon as jesus heard the word uh, that was spoken he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue be not afraid only believe what are you putting your belief in when jesus was here preaching they were to put their belief in him and what he was doing it was part of the institution of the oracles of god coming to the jew first and also to the greek we have a completed book today that is perfect in every form. There is no missing books. Um, in, in, in your AV today, there is no needed added words. There's no needed words to be taken away nor changed. Okay. And there's no books that are missing. Okay. This is the inspired word of God. And that's, that's plain and true. And our belief goes in that book, not a pie in the sky, not signs that we're searching out the, in this book that he has given us. Okay. So the son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ came as a gift to mankind. Okay, in John chapter 12, verse 11, we find that that because that by reason uh, of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. They believed on him for what he did that day. And that reason of what he did, there it is, that root uh, that is fermented. Same thing, John eleven forty five. 45, then many of the Jews which came to Mary had seen the things which Jesus did, believed on him. They were believing because of what they saw. John 10, 42, and many believed on him there. They believed on him. The key to salvation today is believing in and on Jesus Christ. Historians believe in Jesus. Muslims believe in Jesus. Uh, I mean, other people in this world today believe that Jesus was a good man, a good prophet, that he was, a, that he was a, an actual historical figure. But there is a difference in believing in and believing on. You've heard the illustration time and time again. You know, I can believe in this chair, that this chair exists, that it's here. Uh, right there it is. When I exercise my faith to, to sit on this chair, that it's going to hold me, that is belief. That's true trust and faith, okay? That's the difference. Romans 10, 9, and 10, the verses that we use many, many, many times to win or lead somebody to the Lord Jesus Christ says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. Confess means to acknowledge, okay? Agree with is what it, what it literally means. Confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus. There's the difference. Jesus Christ has to be your Lord. He cannot be one of your many or prethel of God's added uh, to your wall to, for salvation. He cannot be just a good prophet or a good man or a good historian or even a historical figure that did great works. He can't be the philanthropist that you may have built up in your heart and your mind if you want to be saved today in order for salvation. You must believe on him as Lord, as God. Anything shy of that, guys, you're missing the mark. He says, 
It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There's the key. It doesn't say anything about a backflip. Matter of fact, verse 10 goes on to say, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, not our righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth. Guys, you have to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Okay? Now keep in mind, you say, well, what about someone who's unable to speak? The, the eternal part of our body is the soul. That's where the true confession is made. So whether it's ever audible or can be audible or not, whether it's through sign language, whether it's through printed type, whatever it is, it's the eternal aspect of our body, of our triune body, of soul, uh, body, and spirit. That triune body that makes that confession true, that acknowledges that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what makes the difference. Again, to agree with, to concede, if you will. All right? Salvation comes by way of agreeing that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is God. That's the way it starts. That's what opens that door. If you cannot believe that he is God, you cannot make that confession with your mouth unto salvation. You know, John chapter 10, verse 18 says, No man taketh it from me. Speaking of his life, Jesus Christ laid his life down, and then he took it up again. So when you cross-reference John uh, chapter 10, verse 18, with Romans chapter 10, verse 9, listen to what, uh, what John 10, 18 says. It says, No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down, of myself, I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment I have received of my Father. Believe. Beloved, the only way you can confess properly unto salvation is to believe. Now, how do we believe and why do we even have the opportunity to believe? Why do you and I, why are we as a failed and flawed race of people, mankind, why do we even, why are we given the opportunity for this free gift. And we'll get into the gift in just a little bit. It's because of grace, guys. Grace is defined as the unmerited favor with God. Okay? That's what it is. Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The redemption means to buy back. He bought creation back through His death, burial, and resurrection. So we are being justified freely by his grace. That means we've done nothing. We've, we can do nothing. We cannot earn grace. It is a gift given unto mankind. Romans 4.4 4 says, Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. So if you're trying to work your way to heaven, if you believe that good works is what saves you, if you believe that any work that you have to do, be it baptism, be it uh, being part of a secret group or an elite, then there's a work. Then you have not grace, but rather you have debt. And if you are debtor, then therefore your sins are not covered. Verse 16, Therefore, this is Romans 4, Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace, to the end that the promise might be sure uh, to all the seed, not, not uh, to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is uh, of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Okay, guys, here's what we need to understand. Grace is not a mandate. Grace is not... Uh, grace is just an entity. Grace is just there. Grace is held within the gift of God found solely through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and that which he did upon the cross and the tomb. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, one of, the, one of the, the verses we love to run to, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, 
not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained. That we should walk in them. When a person is saved, when a person as, uh, is born again, we are become a new creature. And that new creature is created unto good works. Now, God, for before he ordained that we should walk in them, yeah, we should walk in those good works from, from the very foundation. Before mankind ever fell um, and before mankind sinned in the garden, uh, my friend, he, uh, he ordained that mankind should walk in them. But mankind did fall. So what does that mean? It means that grace is a gift. Grace is there. Jesus Christ died for the sin of the world, everyone's. But grace being a gift is just like any other gift in this world ever given. One must choose to receive said gift. No gift has ever been forced or mandated on any recipient. Uh, Christmas time rolls around and you have your gifts laid out underneath your tree and uh, you get your gift for your wife, your wife gets yours, or, uh, your kids, your children, they get you and all this and that. Hey, that's one. And they're wrapped up in a nice wrapper. They're wrapped up in a nice bow and they're nice and beautiful, right? You don't have to open them. Beloved, you don't have to, you don't have to open the wrapper and put the, the gifts that people have worked for and earned to give you. You don't have to use them. You don't have to benefit from them. It's a choice that you make to open that wrapper up and open that box up and whatever may be in there, enjoy that gift. No gift has ever been forced on anyone. Salvation is a gift of God that comes by way of grace that is in this world today. But it's only exercised through faith. This is not a for this, this is not foreign and should not be misunderstood or even foreign to any student of the Bible. How do we know that? Well, from the very beginning, Adam and Eve had a choice. That's why that that's why that tree of the knowledge of good and evil was in that garden. They were given a choice to obey God, to walk in that righteousness, to walk in those good works. They were given a choice and they failed. Israel had a choice. As a matter of fact, Joshua said himself in Joshua 24, 15, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day. Matter of fact, if when you study out the history of Israel, you find that, that many, many, many generations chose to serve the wickedness and the false gods and the pagans. They chose to do that. They weren't forced to do that. The Jews had a choice when Christ came, and he came to them first, as Paul tells us in Romans 1, to the Jew first and also to the Greek Every soul who hears the word of God has a choice. Every soul that hears the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the good news of his death, burial, and resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15, everyone that hears that, you're given a choice. That choice is to receive or reject a free gift that has been given to you, to receive the free gift of grace by faith. Remember, Hebrews 11.6 tells us without faith it's impossible to please him. Peter tells us by inspiration that God's not willing that any should perish. And we know that Jesus Christ's own words, that who, he says in John 3, 16, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God is not a respecter of persons. When you hear the scripture, guys, listen, you, no, one will, no one can exercise the faith, the measure of faith that's given unto them, within that grace that's given unto all mankind, that world that's there for taking as a free gift, no one can exercise that outside of hearing the Holy Scripture. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's it. Unless the Scripture is involved, you cannot be in the perfect, pure Scripture. You cannot be saved. 
God is not a respecter of persons. He does not in, uh, in any way, in the age of grace, choose anyone over another. We are the children of God. We are saved and born again by faith, not by force. I'll close with this verse, Galatians 3, 26 through 28. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye, plural, are all one Christ Jesus. So today, my friend, if you've placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life, your sins are forgiven, they're covered, you are soundly, solely saved on your way to heaven. If you're hearing this today and you've never done that before, you can freely do that right now. It doesn't mean that, that you were picked, uh, picked over someone else. It just so happens that you're hearing the gospel right now across this broadcast. And you can choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So the difference, guys, between works and faith, works come after our faith. Good works come after our faith. Do good, do right after our faith in Jesus Christ. But my friend, grace is there today as a free gift given by Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection. You know, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Everyone has missed the mark. Everyone has failed. You know, we understand it. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift is grace, which is unmerited favor with God. But you cannot have grace. You cannot exercise and enjoy the fruit of grace outside of faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior. It comes from faith, my friend. Choose right this day. Thank you so much for joining us for this week on the Five Stones Podcast. Let me invite you to subscribe and join us each week for more encouraging messages from the Word of God. We pray that you have a wonderful and blessed day.